0: You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 8.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back. We are your hot mess Sunday.
1: We are, and we're a little extra... Messy. Messy Well, we're see.
0: I feel like every time I listen to our past recordings, we always begin with "we're a little extra messy," right? So, but if we're the same amount of messy, we're just always. You think we're messier every week? It's a little, little little bit more. more Okay. You just love your chaos. I think it's perfectly fine. We're just that okay. standard level of hot and messy. Right. Always a, a standard level of hot. Always, Always keep maintain that standard. We're a brand, right? I yeah, that's our brand. Hot <laughs> and messy. And yeah. you can't forget about that. Okay. Right. This week we did things. <laughs> You're welcome. That's Have it. Have a good night. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did
1: stuff. One of the things we did is a, a big shout out to the people who allow us to be on the radio. Yeah. KYRS, we are 12 years old. We are 12, 12 years, old. years. This is funded completely by uh, grants and our amazing listeners. So that's a big deal. To be honest, so we were at an anniversary party last night, and so they did something fun that they should never do when the boys are around, and it was a whole box of costume pieces oh, and a yeah. camera together. It was
0: yeah, it was like it was like a photo <laughs> booth. You got to put things yes, on, and then the real people photographer pictures of you. Yeah. Which well, we we already love to dress up. Yes. And, and we already with love the camera. taking pictures it with Put the two together. And yes. we spent, I I walked in a little bit later than you two. And I yeah. walked over there and saw you were uh, doing it. Yeah. Um, And you know what? I thought maybe he had been doing it the whole time. And I, and I guess true. you have been. So and then we did it for a half an hour more.
1: It, it's true. So we get over there and our friend Lara, who we've had on the yeah. show before, she's on the board of KYRS. She's like, So, me and uh, my friend Tim were there, and she's Mm -hmm. like, You guys, please start this. Let people see how fun it is. And of course, you don't have to ask me twice. Sure. (laughs) So, it was so much fun. I had big green hair and a a crown because appropriate. Yeah. And and it was fun. And then I dressed Tim. Yeah. So, Tim's like, What should I wear? I will dress you. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Don't pick yourself. (laughs) Let me do it. So, we put him through, and we put goggles on him that I had to tie, and we tied them too (laughs) tight. So I'm sure we damaged his He lost his circulation
0: eyesight. in the eyes. So right, yeah. He, they started getting red and, and, and right. very swollen. and bulgy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then you showed up, and so we dragged you into the picture. And it was just yeah. too much fun. Yeah. I just talked to Laura. I just texted her and found out those pictures will be available this week. So oh, God. Watch, I'm looking forward to that. Watch our Facebook page. New
0: profile picture material. <laughs> right? I need Right? Because
1: that'll be fun. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It's a way for us to celebrate that, um, that was. we keep going
0: we keep on rolling we also went to national geographic live this past tuesday um it was about space and is there life outside of our own world and what are the
1: chances exactly what i love about this is it was an actual scientist who works with nasa Mm -hmm. and he had been a part of some of these documentaries so at nat geo live the the scientists involved are actually here in spokane and they talk to they present all of it yeah it was and for nerds like us Absolutely oh, it was great! Amazing. It was great.
0: Yeah, I I brought my boyfriend. You brought Kurt as your date, which was yeah, great. That was but uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a good a, time.
1: Kurt is not an, an attentive date. No, Kurter, are no, you listening he's not. to me?
0: Yeah, <laughs> please be a better date to Jonathan please next time. Be a time.
1: better date. Don't even you go back there. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to your husband. i want to talk to him about this. He needs to train you better. Um, but no, so we had fun.
0: We did, and and the guy uh, worked with James Cameron on the uh challenger deep dive when yeah. they went down into the which was uh, the big imax exactly film. The, the great film of the marina trench actually yeah was interesting so
1: yeah so that was fun so we talked and we got to see pictures of yeah. like moons and <laughs> yeah. europa iowa and, europa yeah anyways for us moons. it was great but there was this little kid in front of us he is probably about seven or eight yeah And I I think the kids just, and there were a lot of kids there, and I don't think they were expecting an actual, like, you could get this lecture at, you know, Yale or something. I mean, it was an actual lecture, and I felt bad because he was out like a light. Yeah, He was just, (laughs) and I heard his dad whisper to the guy they came with and said, I don't think I was aware that it wasn't totally like kid thing. Yeah. This wasn't Disney. This was, you know, actual But to be honest,
0: the other National Geographics that we had been to last year were very kid-friendly because they they had more of a narrative base. They had a lot of pictures and videos yeah. with animals and you know with exploring true, things like true. that this one was you know i felt targeted a bit more towards you know like you said the kind of yeah. yale crowd i mean but i it was, loved it. it was a lecture yeah
1: but here's the thing remember yeah. we were one of 14 cities last year yes. in the u.s who uh nat geo picked to have this so it's kind of cool that we also made the list for the second year yeah they only added two more cities
0: sydney and uh Perth, Australia, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: yeah. and so it's so, still a big deal. There's four in all in this series. We, that this was just the first one. It so was check The INB. Yeah, or they're going to the have one about
0: big cats. You know, the tigers, the lions. They're going to have a monkey one. They're going to have a biking one, which you don't want to go to because it's it. awful. Well, first of all, it's, it's called what's it called? Suffering. It, yeah, it's <laughs> called. Yeah, it's called like. Why would I want the to go trail to anything of suffering or something? Yeah, why like do that? I yeah. want to
1: go to anything called suffering? Yeah, well, I go to the I gym every day and <laughs> that is exactly how I title that.
0: I feel like the last edition, the suffering one is going to be very 124 hours esque yes, Minus right? minus James Franco, get him out of there. Like, and like I'm going to saw there. my arm off. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what's going to well, happen. If I go I to that,
1: know. that's what I'm going to saw my arm. I saw
0: off. I saw that movie on an airplane. Um, And it was awful. Because I, I heard great things about this movie. Everyone, everyone was talking about right? it. So I watched it on an airplane. Bad choice. Bad, Bad choice. choice. You cannot well, first escape. first of all,
1: I am pr- I am, I'm yeah. going to make a stance and say I'm anti-airplane showing anything that causes anxiety in the passengers. I'm going to go yeah, there. Don't, you don't want to inspire anxiety yeah. when you're like... 30,000 feet in the air. Don't watch Castaway
0: do when you're on an airplane. Just Don't, <laughs> don't do, do it. Don't, don't snakes do on a plane. It. Don't do that right? one. Yeah, no. just uh, I mean, stop right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to say the the movie that scares me today, I think it was Alive. Yeah. And it's was that big crash on a canine mountain somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And yeah, not yeah, canine yeah. as in the dog, no, which <laughs> we're going to get to in a few minutes. But we'll get to, canine we'll get as the, the height of the mountain. But, yeah, yeah so anyways, definitely uh, support our friends over at the INB and West Coast Entertainment. But look for those always fun things going on there. We always enjoy Mm -hmm. when we go. So those are amazing. I do... I I need to say... Go ahead. Just say it. We started having a rivalry, you and I. Yes. I think over the last two shows.
0: Well, it kind of naturally happened. um, But yeah, it's... Everybody knows that Just, I am a huge fan of Sam Smith, and, and I love Sam Smith. Sam Smith's great,
1: and I love Adele. Well, but you are like
0: I'm not sold on Adele. I don't really not. like her you're music. Of
1: cruel, and this is my this is my yeah. fight. This go is my Go ahead, fight. go ahead. Sam Smith is Adele. No, no, they no, are no, no, the no, no. Same they are person. Absolutely, they not. Both they both do are amazing not. music. They are not. And I want to say their styles are very. I don't different. think I've ever seen them in the same place at the same time. No, I at haven't. Time. And I have seen pictures online of Adele in Sam Smith's haircut. And I'm saying, oh, okay, there's a similar... So you
0: have a theory that they're the same person. I do. That's
1: my theory. They are the same. And Sam Smith just announced that he's going to take a year off of music just as Adele has come out of her two-year hiatus. So her album's coming out, and she's going to be in the public. Well, so Sam Smith can't be in the public because they can't do it at the same time. So, So he's taking a break.
0: You know our producer, Kurt? Yes, and obama i've never seen them at the same place in the same time okay you know what's also and i've seen funny? kurt he doesn't have very much hair and obama who doesn't have very much hair and i'm just okay. saying i'm saying obama's gonna be more. out of office soon kurt's gonna start doing a big project i'm, I'm just telling you I'm just I,
1: saying. I i am telling you that i think i have more sound logic behind my... Do you, though? Do thing. you, know? God, I All
2: just
0: did your very <laughs> same
1: sound the logic. Still, my logic is much better. Oh, okay. This is what I will say. Right. No, go ahead. We've been playing out our rivalry online yeah. for the whole <laughs> we week have. and having people vote Team Sergey, Team Jonathan... We should actually have you vote. We're, I'm going to put this on Twitter right now. to vote. Yeah. Yeah, continue I'm, to I'm vote. I'm going to do this. Yeah, go, go ahead. And there's one valid vote, and that's Team Jonathan. But then and there's And then there's the correct
0: <laughs> vote, which is Sergey. But this is what I'll valid, tell you. Correct. We had a conversation we'll this week. Yeah.
1: And I said, wait, if... If uh, Sam Smith could do a duet with Adele, <laughs> would you like it? And you said, well, yeah, I, I but I said Sam yes. Smith would be singing beautifully, and Adele would just be wandering out of the background saying, I'm sad. She would. Over, she did and over.
0: Very quietly, three times. And
1: I will give you this. That is probably true. You know it's that true. Is, that is oh, you know it's true. true. I love Adele, but I was worried when she got married and had a baby that she would be happy. But then she came out with her new single, and I realized, no, she's still sad. So, And that's okay, because she makes beautiful sad music. But I will give you that. But we're going to see how people vote. And you're Twittering, right? I'm, I'm doing a survey you're on tweeting.
0: Twitter. Go on our Twitter right now and click Sam Smith or Adele, and right? we will see.
1: Or as I call them, Sadell, because they're S- the same. And the I'm same going to person. put choice
0: one as Sam Smith, because obviously.
1: Right. So if you want to go to our Twitter, all you have to do is go to at Outspokesman.com. That's M E N at the end of that. That is how you're going to find our Twitter, and that's how you're going to you vote can for vote. Team Jonathan. That's and how that's going to happen.
0: You know what? I think the winner gets a big old high five. I think that's 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 the <laughs> depends on who
1: if it's if it's Team Sergey win, they do get a high five for me with the chair. Oh, that's how that's gonna in
0: gonna my happen. face. <laughs> yes. Is that true? <laughs> so okay. That's how that's
1: going to happen. Something else to remember: you can tune in and watch the crazy between when we're on music breaks. Uh, half hour before the show, we turned Periscope on. You are more than welcome to see what crazy, and let me tell you, it's crazy. We have a guest who's going to prove it in a second because he had to witness the whole crazy pre-show. Um, he was here for the whole time, so he you was. can get to us on Periscope. So look for us on Periscope and watch the show there as well. Hi to all of our Periscope friends who are always on there watching, so so watch that. And then one, okay, you and I took a brief, brief break to get food Okay. Yes. earlier because we were yes. here a while this morning. Little, little jaunt downstairs to a cool new little area where they have restaurants and everything, right? It has a cool area. Yeah, I like it. And um, I've been watching a lot of superhero movies where they use CGI, and in walks a CGI guy. <laughs> he's CGI'd. Because okay, no this one man, this, is that.
0: This man is beautiful.
1: And like- Absolutely.
0: If you have he, ever imagined a perfect man,
1: that is him. It's him, and he. I think he Hair, works out face. 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go- I and, have never seen somebody with so defined- right. Like muscle, I mean, it's defined. It's like they the muscle it. was defined. Right. I know. I was like, he needs to fill mine. I've been working out. There, <laughs> look. But no, this man is like, I don't even. It's CGI. I'm it convinced. really is.
0: Well, and you know, to be honest, it was good seeing him. You know, be attractive, but then he sat down and started reading a and book. He read a book. That was what did it for me, right? I was it's like, I, I mean, we go to there them, we go. see
1: you know hot guys all the um, time, but then you can read. You're literate. Yeah. What? If you're downtown right now,
0: <laughs> if you, if you're downtown right now, go right. down to uh, cafe affogato. Affogato. Go He's there now. He's sitting there reading a book. He's reading a book. You can catch the Beatimus man that exactly. is down there. Exactly. you might still be we, able to.
1: We almost inappropriately went over to tell him we did a radio show and put it can we please like objectify him and be on the show, but we we I decided was, better. D- 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 okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we All right. decided well, yeah, maybe kind of a restraining it. order is not a goal. Not what we want that to we do. We, but yeah, seriously, CGI'd. That guy was CGI'd. i just want to say that. Um, <laughs> that guy and was then CGI'd. one shout out so we shout out we have some wonderful um people who listen to the show. There was a there was a gentleman taking tickets last night at the event who um who listens to the show every week? So we appreciate those people. But Sergey is very important now, and he doesn't always. So my friend Tim, who we've known for a couple years now, I've... no, a year, I guess,
0: we've known him. So I've known him too. Yeah, yes, I've known, known him, known him too. longer. Yeah.
1: So we're talking. So I'm telling a story about Tim and last night to Sergey here, and <laughs> Sergey, who knows him, totally knows it. Leads over and goes, "I'm sorry, who's Tim?" <laughs> because he's just too important. This is how big Sergey's head has gotten
0: i to justify i thought you said tam was I, and, blank, and i said who's tam <laughs> yeah as see, a camera
1: for everybody listening isn't that a likely story <laughs> so <laughs> who's tim i'm sorry so that's a thing now this is c 11 Hey, now we, we I'm are just tied saying, for I, okay. amazing. All right. No, that's fine. I just wanted to tell, because so, I know Tim's listening this morning. I just thought I'd let him know that <laughs> you. <laughs> you are important.
0: Tim, so. you are important. I know who you are, and I have remembered you. Your right. name is Tim. I know. <laughs> that's, so, you're, your that's name it. is Tim. Okay, this well, is what I know. You know what? Why don't we get into a little bit more of our uh, serious part of the show? Let's, let's get down to and business. Still, still fun. St- oh, know, so fun. It's Always
1: the fun. cuddly cute. It is. Show.
0: You have a dog. I, I want know. a dog at some point in my life when I can afford it and spend time for. Which
1: the dog. Um, can we just say is yeah. important to make sure that you do have the time for your pet? Don't because because that's yeah. worse if you just adopt a pet. Yeah, and, then, and you know they have nothing. I guess Kurt
0: has a few dogs or something.
1: Oh yeah, Kurt might have like four thousand yeah. dogs. Four he dogs. Does. He has, he has a pack dogs. at his house. But my dog loves to go to his house oh, because then he has play. his own pack that he just runs with. Yeah, just the whole and time they're, they're all, they're all, all this, tiny. Yeah, they're all they're all tiny. But. If you'll remember, remember back 12 months ago, 12 long months ago. Very long months There is a very important event that goes on yearly in Spokane, and it's to support our furry little friends. And we have on, an you did this last year with us. Does he have a mic on yet? Yes. Oh, good. You did this last year with us to talk about this, and I'm really glad that you came back. Um, tell everybody your name. Your, you know, we know you is Dave, but what, like, tell them your title. Tell them what you do. And then let's talk about this important event.
3: Well, I'll do that, uh, although I was referred to as a serious section of the show. So, I know uh, <laughs> kinda, kinda, kind of a downer there okay right.
0: I'm, uh, let me let me let me start over. Let's get to the best part of our show oh, I see how is. It's, n- too, it's the- too late C- oh, you know, right. I'm, I'm not
2: CGI either so, oh. uh, but
3: anyway. <laughs> I'm Dave love Richardson. It. I'm uh, from the Spokane Humane Society, and we're very excited to be here once again. You guys are awesome. I don't think right. you guys even cover the amount of fun that you guys really have oh. down here. So <laughs> it's been a lot of fun just to, to be asked back.
1: Yay! And you came back, so that means you're a little crazy as well. Well, you know, that's uh, that's definitely been proved several times. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, good, it.
0: good. We only, we only have crazy people. No, that's, it's only it's fun. the only way to have
1: fun. Yeah. How many years has this been going
3: on? You know, this is our 16th year. It's going to be our dinner, dance, and auction, Ooh. and uh, it's going to called the Fur Ball. So we've been in Spokane for 118 years as an organization, Whew. so you know, you got to be doing something right. Yeah. If you can make it through and congratulations on your uh, second anniversary coming I out, know. You're... It's awesome. Oh, thank A you. A month from
1: today. Um so tell us why is this important? Why is Furball important every year? How much funding does it bring the Humane Society?
3: You know, like K- KYRS, you know, we were we rely on donations uh, to 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 do our mission, to take care of these animals. And uh the verbal will raise between seventy and eighty thousand dollars, and to put that in perspective that'll be enough to feed every animal in our care mm. uh, for more than an entire year. It'll also help take care of a lot of medical needs that we have and uh, when seventy mm-hmm. cents out of every dollar comes from a donation, um, that's really critical, and we really rely sure. on the people in spokane to help us out
1: that's amazing now. I went last year it's a lot of fun, so not only are you giving money to a good cause it's a lot of fun and are you having the parade? Of the animals this year as well. Absolutely. So one of the one of the highlights of the event, uh, besides getting all dressed
3: up and fancy, you know, is uh, is yeah. our parade of animals that we do. We oh, bring out yeah. uh, ten adoptable animals at a time, oh. and and kind of get a chance to to help you fall in love with yeah. your next uh, furry kid. And so,
0: can people adopt? Pets right there and then?
3: They actually can. We have uh, sponsors. This, were, this year, uh, Poor World sponsored all of our animals in oh, the parade, wow. and so their adoption fees will be waived. Oh, uh, that's and amazing. So we're, we're really hoping that, uh, yeah, people come and, yeah. and fall in love and, uh, and make that uh, forever happiness happen.
1: That is amazing. And this year, you are having it at the brand new Davenport Grand Hotel downtown, which is a, you know, everybody's dying who hasn't been in to tour it. To see it, this is a great great way
3: to do it. Yeah, we're kind of a big deal, you know. We're hanging out <laughs> at the Grand, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, uh, this year, you know, we've been at the uh, at the, the Davenport uh, for a couple, three or four years now. And sure. So at the Grand, we're going to be in the the big ballroom, the room. main ballroom. Huh. And so we're going to have uh, over five hundred guests this year. Oh wow! And so it's going to give us a chance to grow the event and share yeah. with a few more people in Spokane. Sure, but, sure. Uh, what an amazing facility uh, that uh, the Grand really is. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, now, if somebody wants to join in on one of those 500 guests, how do they do that? How do they get tickets, or can they buy them at the door?
3: Absolutely. Need to uh, need to get online. Okay. We do sell out. I think we're oh. real close. I think uh, this morning we were right at 95% sold out. Oh, oh that's wow. amazing. And so coming up on the 21st of November. So yeah. if you do want some tickets, uh, get on our website. Uh, underneath our events page, you'll see Furball, mm-hmm. and uh, click and purchase some tickets.
1: So not only... Do they get to help furry animals, which is number number one? Um, what so you go to the furball? Someone's never been there. What are what are they going to expect?
3: You know, it's uh, it's really a lot of fun. It's a dinner, dance, and auction. Okay. Uh, we start off with uh, with hosted wine. By the way. Oh uh, wow! So yeah, our That's friends from, from Mary Hill and Arbor Crest have yeah. uh, have chipped in and got some of the the best wines from Washington State. Wow! And, I love uh, it. We start okay. off with a, a silent auction, moving into uh, just a, a great program, talking a little bit about the history mm-hmm. of the Humane Society and. And uh, what people can do to get involved and to help animals.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, and we end with an amazing dance uh, with uh, Northwest Jazz. And, oh, uh, boy, wow. they really put it on good. So I actually had to take dance lessons this year. Oh, Just, uh, yeah. Okay, Okay. Yeah. Stepping up you your game. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's still not going to be CGI, uh, guys.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm always looking for dances to go to. I, lo- I love auctions that have the swing dance portion of it. Cause it's just, it kind of ties the whole event together. Mm-hmm. Um, d- kind of like, uh, you know, the gala should, should do a little auction I thing, agree. but that's tonight. awesome.
1: Okay. Now who's hosting this year? So uh, Mark Peterson and Roxy, okay, nice. uh, yeah. Roxy from
3: uh, I think it's Hot ninety six nine. Sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: so those two are an
3: absolute. That's so hoop. much fun. Yeah, because uh-huh. they have to
1: be up there and they have to keep it going. Just keep it going. I'll the tell you, people there uh, last year, people were like auctioning off an extra dessert. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. So you actually get into it, and I just have to say, being that we've seen uh, a fair number of things like this, get people liquored up. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, but <laughs> hey. That is how, how to get those wallets. Exactly.
0: Move That's how people have fun in the wallets. Yep. Lubricates
1: we invited ourselves right to everybody's prize that they won. We just invited ourselves. Yeah. That's how to do it. <laughs> Tell us at the shelter. So what's the like. So obviously people expect to see dogs and cats at a shelter. But you guys don't. There's more than that that you guys actually shelter there. We really do. You know, it, it really depends on what the
3: needs of the community are. Sure. Uh, we get about ninety percent of the animals from owners that for whatever reason can no longer keep them. Okay. And like you said, it's not just cats and dogs. We also get rabbits and birds and guinea pigs and all mm-hmm. the little pocket pets that you you don't necessarily think about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, it's kind of a neat like I said, we've been in Spokane since eighteen ninety seven. That's um, amazing. I have not been there the whole time. So don't <laughs> don't, don't don't give me that look. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a little bit right, earlier you than would <laughs> Yeah. Didn't start yeah. there, so. uh, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, it's it's kind of nice. Uh, we've been able to adjust and meet the needs of, of the, the the critters
1: in the community as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, w- and what do you see right now, especially as winter is approaching? What is the biggest need that the, the center has? And what is the biggest need the animals have right now?
3: Sure. Well, you know, uh, for not just our our critters, but yours as well, you know, this is the time where they need to get a little bit extra calories in and have good, fresh access to water. Um, last year, uh, December, our utility bill was almost $7,000. Oh, wow. And so it Ouch. takes a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, heat and, and yeah. water to, to keep them comfortable and clean. Sure. And so we sure. always need people also that are going to make time to come out and inclement weather. I mm-hmm. uh, want it's moist like today. Oh, it's yeah, so no. we we'll, uh, we'll want to make sure that we can get people, <laughs> people out there to, to yeah. walk the dogs and, <laughs> and keep them entertained.
1: Okay. Yeah, now we're gonna go, so they can nestle in at night. Is yeah, so they gonna can gonna nestle in, in? in at night. Jonathan, I'm you go love, throw up a little bit. No, you love I'll this. You love this.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> And so, you guys really – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And,
0: uh, um so how can people go and get involved you know volunteer volunteering um, is
3: is such an important yeah. part of what we do i mean it really is we can't get get the work done without that we've got sure. 28 staff sure. members where there are seven days a week 365 days a year mm-hmm. and uh, volunteers play an amazing role uh, you can get online you can take a, a, a short video uh, it'll tell you a little bit about us then we get you scheduled for an orientation I'll uh, show you where everything is in the facility and then you can come out and do exactly what's the most important, and that's love on the critters. So And that is the that. best. W- Actually the when
1: when I adopted yeah. Roscoe out there, you came with me that day. I did. And we I did. you know, you gotta take them out for a walk and see how you think. Yeah, and yeah. we fell Madly in love with. Michael. Oh
0: yeah, was Roscoe was yeah. He yeah. Uh, uh, at one point we were walking and he started sniffing some what said rat poison
5: on it. I think. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well it was no, it was it was a trap for <laughs> for for mice or something. And he started sniffing it, so we were like, okay, well this is he's crazy. So we're taking. Yeah, right. So he I wants mean, to sniff the. the you rat want poison. a crazy boy in my yeah. household? You have to have a
1: crazy. Uh, exactly, and he yeah, is crazy, yeah. and he's also. Uh, Way overly affectionate, like me. Yeah, right. So we were a match made in heaven. I love it. That's what we were. But also, I'm going to ask the hard question people always ask, which because, okay, so recently, just two days ago, my sister lives in Wenatchee, and she found a little, I've got to say, it looked like a puppy German Shepherd. Like you could tell it was going to be a big dog. And it had just been hiding out in the garage that my mom doesn't use for anything but storage. Found this little guy, and so, you know, she wanted to make sure they got him to a good place. But her biggest concern and does happen sometimes is no kill shelters. So what is this, the Humane Society?
3: You know, I don't, uh, I don't use the term no-kill. Yeah. We have a 98% save rate.
1: That's amazing. And so
3: the animals that we do euthanize are the ones that are so sick that they're not responding to treatment, oh. or their temperament is so bad um, yeah. that they pose a danger to themselves or to the community. Right, sure. And uh, we really, I guess we're very fortunate because we don't have these rigid policies. Yeah. We really get to treat each animal as an individual and try mm-hmm. to come up with a, a plan to help them succeed. And I know it sounds a little hokey, but but it's it's so true. Yeah. Uh, and you know, having a ninety-eight percent save yeah. rate really speaks volumes. So that's amazing. Is
1: gigantic.
3: Nation, nationwide, when you're above the 94%, ninety-four, ninety-five right? higher, you can consider yourself a no-kill. Uh, but again, we do euthanize when needed yeah. because again, um, well, suffering sure, of any sure. kind is just not. Well, it's just like when you made. have to make that yeah.
1: difficult decision in your own household. Yeah. You know, it is all about. You know, is this too hard for my pet? Is well, this? of course, and yeah. it breaks everybody's heart. But you know, it's just unfortunately. Hello, I'm going to get old someday. Not for like a hundred <laughs> years, but <laughs> and then my kids are going to have to be like, gotta let them go. But no, these are important okay. things to ask. Just like Sergey mentioned earlier, that we wanted yeah. to say yeah. there are important things to take into consideration when um, adopting your pet. And one of them is time. Pets take time. They need. They, they can't they just be a nice accessory. Mm-hmm. So you can say you have it, but you have to make sure and. Just by going down to the humane site, and I've been on there a couple of times, volunteers are always there to answer your questions, to give you this knowledge, and you get to go spend time with these pets to make sure, not only if you've made sure you have the time, but that you fit with the animal you take home. And they, I mean, it's amazing what you guys do down there. And so even if you're just thinking about adopting a pet, I would highly recommend going down and just talking and visiting, because you don't have to make the decision that day, but it's a really good way to start the process. Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. And we do have all of our pets are online, and so you can download our application. You can check us out. Uh, if you are looking for a pet, like you said, Yeah, it'll come through. We have more than 3,000 animals that come through our shelter every year. Oh, wow. And so wow. definitely have, uh, you know, I, I, I call all of our, our, our pets purebred adorable. And oh, so purebred I like that. If you're, if you're looking for something, we'll have it at some point oh. in
1: time. That's amazing.
0: And so, you, and you will find a good daughter. I mean, Jonathan found his little Roscoe. So oh. any of you out there who are looking for a cuddly, cuddly pet, right. go down Roscoe's to getting, Humane I warned him, in
1: about a year he's going to have a sibling. I don't know what he thinks about that. But, yeah. But I, he is going to have one. because okay. <laughs> They'll Papa have to get needs along. to <laughs> do it. So remind one more time, where can they visit uh, the website to uh, look further into the Sure.
3: Society? You can visit us at org or come by and see us. We're at 6607. North Havana, that's at Francis and Bigelow Gulch. Yeah. And we're open seven
1: days a week. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Dave. You have the radio voice. Every time you're on here, I advertise that. Every <laughs> the time. The golden radio voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, joins okay, well... Us.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to come have, have you come back just for the radio. First. I know, right? And so just go down and snippets. visit.
1: You know they're way more organized down there than we are. So oh, yeah. go, go check out the pets down there at the Spokane Humane Society. We're going to take a quick break. Are we not, Mr. Sergey? We
0: are. And after the song break, we're actually going to come back and interview Shelly Wright.
1: So there you go.
5: We've had on country artists like Ty Herndon, Billy Gilman, and Steve Grand, and they've all spoke of the courage of this one woman. The first country
1: music artist to come out in 2010, she put her career at risk, a career of hit music, and album sales of 1.5 million records worldwide. She was done hiding and continues to fight so that others have a safe place to come out of their hiding place as well. Outspoken is extremely honored to welcome Shelly
5: Wright to the program. Shelly, are you there?
6: I'm here, Jonathan and Sergey.
5: How are you guys doing? i doing well. Thank you so much for taking time to do our show. I know you've been busy putting the uh, new fundraiser together for your organization that you started, and so I know life must be a little insane
1: at the moment.
6: Oh, gosh, you know, I'm the mother of identical twins. So right. Life is always
1: uh, right. chaotic,
6: but I'm I'm really happy to be talking with you guys.
1: Well, wonderful. You know, we've had on, we were just saying, we've had on uh, Billy Gilman and uh, Ty Herndon and Steve Grant. They've
5: all mentioned you by name when we spoke to them. Ty, especially, gives a lot of credit to the support you gave him when he was coming out of the closet. You made this decision at a time when no one in the country music uh, industry was really making this decision to come forward, what was it that made
1: you decide that you just had to stop hiding?
6: Yeah, I had a, um, I call it my breakdown, but I like to call it my breakthrough, <sighs> uh, a moment in, uh, in 2006 where I nearly ended my life. Oh my um, I, you know, a lot, it was the perfect storm, if you will, which I know a lot of people can identify with, but uh, when you live in the closet or when you hide an authentic part of yourself in any form or fashion, um, it just it things don't work and things mm-hmm. you just feel like mm-hmm. you're butting your head up, up against a wall. And so I, I reached my breakdown point and uh and I decided in two thousand seven that I was going to come out and at that time I began writing my book and mm-hmm. I began putting a new team together of manager and label and people who would help me come out well. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to just tweet, "Hey y'all, I'm gay." I wanted yes. to really talk about the very nuanced experience of what it's like to hide a huge part of yourself, and uh, and how isolated that can make you feel, and and in turn how sick that can make you. You know, right. it, 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 everything just becomes very diseased, whether it be your physical body. Um, I was manifesting that stress and that pain in my body, but also I just I wasn't having authentic friendships. Um, I couldn't have healthy relationships, so um, so I decided in 2007 to come out and wrote my memoir at Random House here in New York City, published my book, and um, there was a film made about my coming out during the process, and and so it took three years to really get the plan together and to do it what I wanted to call doing it well.
5: Mm, right. That's, I mean, that's so inspiring. It, it It is really that process for anyone who comes out. It's that, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take these steps. And you took those steps. Um, what was it like coming out into the, you know, country music scene? At that point, you were on independent uh, record labels. Did that help at all? Or, you know, did that put extra pressure on you to, you know, come out as a successful country singer while you're coming out also as gay?
6: Well, ideally, you know, had I, you know, if I could go back in time mm-hmm. and find my courage sooner, it would have been great to come out, you know, during a number one record or yeah. come out when I was being nominated for, you know, ACM Female Vocalist of the Year. That's right. Yeah. Ideally, that would be the best time to use one's public capital. But as it often goes, you know, you you look around at those times of success and you know I've got. 30 people who are on my payroll. They're working right. for me, and they've got kids okay. in school. And, you know, you, there's a lot of pressure to make sure that you keep the, the business going because a lot of people have hitched their wagon to your star. Um, but I think, you know, by the time I decided to come out, I, I'd been several years away from having a hit record. Uh, I was on an independent label um, that, you know, of course, we, I had major distribution. I was on EMI record, essentially. But, um You know, the stakes still felt high to me, even though they may look a little lower from the outside looking in. It's all relative, right? Right. Like everyone's – the same if you're a teacher and you're coming out, it would be wrong to say, well, it's easier for me, a teacher to come out, than a famous person. That's so wrong. Mm -hmm. It's it's not true. It's all relative, and we all have high stakes when it comes to our life, our family, our community, our our bosses, our job, you know. So – I I just I, you know I often say that it's it feels worth it to hide until the very moment it doesn't feel worth it anymore. Right, right. And and I think you know everyone's timing is different, and mine just happened to come. You know, I just happened to have that, uh, as Oprah calls it, an aha moment right. in uh, two thousand six, where I knew I I can't live like this anymore. I'm I'm going to I'm I'm dying a spiritual death and certainly an emotional death as well. Exactly.
1: You know, what I I was watching a, uh, a lot of videos when your book came out. You did, uh, uh, you know, a book tour and you, you read from the book. And one of the things that you had said in one of those uh, appearances was you talked about kind of like this hiding machine that's in the music industry um, and how it's happening a lot, even though, I mean, when we talked to Ty Herndon, he mentioned it as well, that there's a lot of pressure for artists to create an alternate reality, which is part of that hiding that, that you talk about that destroys you, really. Um, on a spiritual level, and you talk about how it's important then, I think when you were on um, Larry King with Nate Berkus, you talked about how, you know, he said, we're our heroes. We need the ones to stand up, our school teachers. We need the ones to stand up, like people who are at the top of their game and and stand up and say, 'I'm
5: I'm going to be a hero now, you know, even if they don't understand it. But, you know, that question was put out there. Do you think now... We are finding more heroes now that, you
1: know, five years after you've come out and, you know, and we've got the Supreme Court ruling and everything. Do you think we're going to have more heroes in our media?
6: You know, that's a really good question. And it's, um, of course, very nuanced, you know, Uh, and I remember being on that Larry King show. And I remember how when my friend Nate Berkus said that, where are our heroes? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I just got chills on the back of my neck. Uh, you know, perhaps you know we might see more heroes, and with the passage of time, people feel more inclined to stand up. Part of that is because you know, let's not forget we've we've been having heroes for a long time. That did right. it, Rosie O'Donnell yeah. did it when no one was coming out. Melissa Etheridge, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Elton John. You know, people have been you kind. Know, hardly Milk.
4: Yeah. So right.
6: we've we've been having a few really big powerful heroes that have stood up. And they're the, they're the only reason I felt uh, safe and able to come out when I did because th- someone had gone before me. Right. And so, you know, when I came out in 2010, I think only six states allowed marriage equality. Right. There was no out-country artists that You know, people weren't really coming out at that time. And I was really incredibly proud to, in retrospect, to, to have come out in a, in a time where it was kind of the beginning of a wave at that time. People really shortly after I started coming out and I'm not suggesting that I inspired anyone to do it. Um, but shortly after I came out, I remember a couple more people came out and then then there'd be like three every year and then six every year. And, And it is important when people who have a public capital stand up and, and, and say who they are. And I, you know, it's terrifying. I don't know if you guys are gay or straight, but I do know this. I know, I know that Everyone in their lifetime has hidden something. And to be able to stand up and say, this is the thing I'm hiding, take it or leave it, you know, I could get Mm -hmm. fired, I could get kicked out of my church, I could get run out of town on a rail, but this is my truth, Mm -hmm. it's incredibly, it's terrifying, but it's also really liberating. So, I think, you know... It, 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 with Ty Herndon and, and, and Billy Gilman coming out, mm-hmm. you know they were hit makers in Nashville. So. Yeah, they, yeah. Their story is going to resonate with, with people in country music and beyond that perhaps my story didn't resonate with. Um, we can never have too many people standing up and, and speaking the truth. Um, but I do think with the passage of time and the passage of uh, legislation in our country, um, you yeah, we're going to see more and more heroes. But but I gotta tell you, those ones who did it who came out in the eighties and the nineties and the seventies, can you imagine? Right. Can you imagine what the intestinal fortitude mm-hmm. it took right. for those yeah. folks Absolutely. to do that? Mm-hmm. It's incredible.
1: And, incredible. And it cost Harvey Milk his you know, his life. So it yeah.
6: It did and and it uh you know, being authentic has cost a lot of people their lives over the over decades and decades. You know, we can go back to the you, I've read great stories about uh, gays and lesbians in, the, in mm-hmm. the 20s, and they were just murdered. Yeah. They were just th- these fantastically brave and creative people who were honest enough to be known. Mm-hmm. They were murdered, and, and no one cared. Police okay. didn't care. Family members didn't care. Um, so we, you know, we, we definitely were making progress. We've got a long way to go.
4: Yeah.
6: We're making progress, and, and we just have to remember that they're all building bricks in a wall. And, uh, and and our wall, our our, we're, our monuments are getting taller and taller with each brave step that is taken.
1: Beautifully stated. I completely agree. Things have changed though for you. I mean, you, you talk about your breakdown or your breakthrough, and um, and how you really like wrote a lot at that time, and you you used your art.
5: Um, really, to help you through it as well. But things have changed a bit. I mean, you're married now, um, and you have, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, twin little boys. Does it seem like it's like a whole other world
1: than than that very hard time that was just a few years back? Does that ever strike
6: mm-hmm. you? Wow. Uh, almost every day. Sure. And I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not being dramatic. Nearly yeah. every day, at some point, it something hits me, and I marvel at. Oh my God! I'm that. You know, I was on the floor. In, you know, in the fetal position, crying really? my eyes out, not able to eat, about to end my life mm-hmm. some, you know, nine years ago in 2006. And here I am now, and I've got, I'm legally married, and every state in the nation exactly. recognizes my marriage. Right.
4: Yeah.
6: I'm a mom of identical twin boys. Mm-hmm. And but the, the thing about being out, especially at such a late stage in life, I was 39 when, when I publicly came out. The thing about being out is that it's like a time release. It's a gift that keeps on giving. When you've lived nearly 40 years of your life hiding 30 years of understanding that you're gay,
4: mm-hmm.
6: like I did, you freedom is just something that continues to reveal itself. And what I mean by that is when it comes around to the holiday season, mm-hmm. I still marvel at how wonderful it is to not have to strategize with my partner about she's going to – Go here for that, that yeah. day, and i 'm going to go here, and then we're going to meet three days after Christmas and yeah. half an hour christmas yeah that 's how I used to have to run my life Sure. and sure. the holidays were the the holidays oh. are the most horrible time uh, times of the year for a closeted gay person, yes. But That's now me. I see yeah. why the rest of America thinks it's, they call it the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> it 's because you get you 're expected to show up with your partner, mm-hmm. your wife your spouse okay. your your boyfriend, your girlfriend. When when your family knows you, loves you, embraces you, and your community does the same, it is so fun. It's so fun to, right. to know that no one would ever right. ask my wife and me to make a different and special plan to plan around our families. Sure. It's just, it's so crazy. So, right. so things yeah. like that hit me. You know, when walking down the streets of New York City where we live, yeah. someone will say, uh, they'll see us, my wife and I kind of look alike. So people will say, are you guys twins? And, you, know, <laughs> you know, they are. And we point to our boys. And, right, and, yeah. then, and then they'll say, but wait, are you guys sisters? I'm like, no. And I say, you know, that's my wife. Right. And uh, seven times out of ten, people go, ah, oh, fantastic. Good for you. That's yeah. awesome. But then, but then, you know, three times out of ten, people... We've had people go, oh, I don't even want to know. I mean, it's just, it's surprising, you know, how we still have progress to make. But by and large, every day I just go, I did it. I really did it. I came out and I survived and I'm happier than ever. I feel more creative than ever. Um, You know, I got to quit that full time job of hiding. And, And let me tell you,
5: it was a full-time gig of mm-hmm. hiding. Yeah, so no, Everywhere you yes. go, you have to hide and make sure no one sees. Now, you've taken that, yeah. that coming out story and that energy and kind of transformed it into a charity. It's, it's your second charity, the Like Me organization, uh, and, it, and it works with the LGBT community. Talk to us a little bit about that, the, uh, the charity, how it came up, um, you know, the, the foundation of it all.
6: Well yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's my second nonprofit mm-hmm. you know, I'm cra- I'm a crazy person. Sure. <laughs> like I you know, taking on a, you know, starting a real five oh one C three it's a pretty hard job. Um but for the years between uh nineteen I think ninety nine and mm-hmm. uh and two thousand nine or ten, I had a non profit called Reading, Writing and Rhythm. We put over a million dollars of musical instruments in the public schools mm-hmm. nationwide. Um, and so so shortly after I came out, you yes, ask why I started it. I'll tell you. My book is called Like Me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was in DC playing Capital Pride and I noticed it was like 10 days after I came out and there were there were a whole bunch of young people with white t-shirts and they'd taken Sharpies and they'd written on them, you know, I'm like you, Shelley. Thank you for being like me, you know. So after the show my tour manager brought them back. And um, I, I was signing their books and CDs, and I said to one young man, "I said, how long have you been out?" And he said, "I'm not gay." And I oh, said, cool. "Oh, I'm sorry, I, thought, I saw your shirt." And he said, "He said, no, I really identified with you. I'm from the Midwest. I moved to the East Coast to mm-hmm. pursue my, you know, music career. And I just, I read your book, and it just felt so much like my life story of the way you grew up." And he said, "But I'm straight." And I thought, boy, that something. If we could all look for the ways in which we are similar the ways we are different so it inspired me to know that i needed to do something uh some outreach and try to do something with this growing public capital that i had as a newly out gay person Mm. and i really thought about you know at the heart of me who am i yeah i lived in nashville for 20 years but i was born and raised in kansas city and uh go kansas city royals by the (laughs) way um and so you know, Kansas City did not and had never had an LGBT center. Mm-hmm. So of course I get a wild hair and I get my team together and we decided we're gonna start raising funds to have our first flagship project be the like me lighthouse and we we will have been open well we have been open four years and next week uh well actually november 13th on friday night we'll have our fourth annual fundraiser it's a night of comedy and and um, you know it's it, it's really important websites are important yes. uh, organizations that are online very important but to have an actual brick and mortar place that really does shine as a beacon of light and hope in the Midwest for hours and hours of driving. You know, it's the only thing within hours of driving. It's really important, and people are really attached to having the resources there and to have a a place to go.
1: Exactly. It's huge. You know, uh, here in our town, we just, I think about six months ago, lost our uh, LGBT center, so we understand completely the need for it. But I do want to ask, so people, if people aren't there, people listening right now, they're not in Kansas City, they can't go to this
6: amazing show, how can they donate to the Like Me Lighthouse? Well, they can go to our our website or our Twitter or Facebook. It's easy to find. Just Google Like Me Lighthouse or Google Lighthouse Kansas City. Anything, Mm -hmm. you'll find it or tweet me. Um, You know, and of course, we accept donations. You could mail it in. You could do it by credit card. But But right now, what I would ask, more than people giving money, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that the funds aren't important because Mm -hmm. we are all volunteer-funded, and, you know, we we do need the funding. Um, But I would say the most important thing for your listeners who may be states and states away, Mm -hmm. hit Like on our Twitter. uh, Retweet one of our posts. Just uh, help us make sure that that the Like Me Lighthouse is able to be known by all in the Midwest. There's still a lot of folks who don't know that we're there. Um, so just help. You know, if you know anybody in Kansas City, send it to them and say, hey, this is in your area. Come to the show. Or, or uh, did you know that this is there? You know, support them. Sure. And, and that's, you know, social media is huge. We know how important it is. You guys know how important it is. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah, So just, just help us uh, raise the awareness that we're, we're right there. Well, and it's so
1: important to support those resources we have around us, especially now like with things that just happened in Houston where the law was, the hero law gets repealed. I mean, there's still a fight ahead of us and we need to continue to boost up. I mean, thank goodness for crazy people like you said, crazy people like you who are out there trying to make a difference. Now,
5: I mean, music is such a part of your soul and, and who you are. Does it ever get... Old though for like a show like us to say, will you tell your coming out story to our listeners one more time?
1: Does that part ever get old?
6: Uh, this is an honest answer. Yes. No, never. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. The, the morning I, after I had a loaded 9 millimeter gun in my mouth and really mm-hmm. pulled the trigger, I had what we call in the South a come to Jesus moment. Yes. Where I know yeah. things have got to change or I'm not going to make it. And, and I, I am a person of faith. And I, my prayer—it was a solemn prayer—just tell me what to do, show me the way to do it. And I knew when I decided to come out publicly, I knew that part of it would be telling my very difficult story to tell, and I knew it would be telling it over and over and over. And you know, when you when you nearly end your life, you, it, it's a pleasure to tell this story. Sure. It's a pleasure to to share my story because I I know that there's somebody out there who might you might be having some pretty dark thoughts and if if I the thought of one person hearing that and go you know what let me give it one more day that's that's as good as it gets uh, being a part of the human race that is as good as it gets
5: that is beautiful that is beautiful now before we wrap up and let you go on with your uh, sunday what is coming up with you uh or musically for you anything we can expect or anything uh Exciting!
6: Well, I am really uh, happy to tell you that I'm. We're doing mixes of my record right now. Okay. I've been recording since September. Uh, went out to LA and recorded with the brilliant uh, Grammy Award-winning, very uh critically acclaimed Joe Henry, and uh, the album will be coming out in 2016. So I'll be on the road. I'll be touring. I'm gonna miss my babies and my wife. Oh, yeah. I've never I've never toured like I've never put her out a record before while I was married and had kids. Oh. So it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to be away from them, but it's going to be a thrill to be back out on the road.
1: Well Shari, I have to tell you from um and we asked earlier, Sergey and I are very much uh two crazy gay men. And uh matter. we started this show to celebrate people like you and um I just want you to know I'm sorry, a little emotional, but I just want you to know, I remember what it was like 20 years ago when I I went through a coming out process. Not that it matters from some guy in Spokane, but I love the thought that you did one more day, one more day, because you didn't even know those two kids were waiting, that beautiful wife was around the corner. And it's people like you telling their story that helps to inspire those people who are having a hard time right now. And it's people like you that we love on Outspoken. And so it means the world to us that you took time to be with us today
6: well that really that got me misty thank yeah. you that teared me up and and i want to say thank you to you for coming out 20 years ago because you you changed the path. you you paved part of the road for me and, and um it's not lost on me that when other people come out they don't they don't go on Oprah, they don't get to be on the cover of people magazine you know they do it without fanfare they do it with much risk and sometimes a lot of rejection from their communities and it's, It's people like you that have uh, paved a road for me that's been a little less bumpy, and I, I thank you for it.
5: Well, thank you so much. And thank you for coming on to Outspoken and sharing that beautiful coming out story. Um,
6: Thanks, you guys.
5: Oh, thank our you. pleasure.
6: And have a blast
5: at that fundraiser.
1: Yes. Yeah, nothing thank better than you. laughter. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's
6: a great night. Maybe sometime yeah, you guys will
1: be able to come down and see. Yeah, we we would love, love that. Thank uh, you, Shelley. Make great new uh, music. We're going to play you all day today on our show. So thank you so I much. I love it.
6: I really appreciate
1: it, guys. Thanks. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And if you uh, just listened in, that was the amazing and very inspirational Shelly Wright. And, of course, I'm the way overly sentimental part of this
5: (laughs) group, but that just killed me. Anyway, she's amazing. So, remember, stay tuned for second hour today because we've got House Sparks talk about some laughter. Exactly. Uh, The queerest photo icon, our ally, House Sparks. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to take a quick song break uh, with some more Shelly Wright.
0: IRS Medical Lake Spokane eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. This is Outspoken.
1: Welcome back. If you uh, uh, just listened to that amazing interview with Shelly Wright, um, country singer, it might have been obvious that we pre-recorded it because <laughs> yeah. her the, schedule just needed that to be. So. Exactly. But she we kind of had to do. Yeah. That. But we support her one hundred percent. She's very inspirational.
0: She is, and. Outspoken has also received supports. Is also received supports. Let's start <laughs> over. Uh, Outspoken received supports from Nine Bar and Bistro featuring a phone. Start, start over. Start over. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621.
1: Outspoken also receives support from Mediterranean Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116.
0: Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org and we also have a vehicle donation, PSA to give you. I'm
5: gonna get me a car.
6: And it's a great feeling to finally get another car after that old one's been breaking down over and over. And it's another great feeling to get even more use out of an old car. And here's how you do it. Donate it to KYRS. Car donors get a KYRS membership, a tax deduction, and the satisfaction of really helping out. Just call toll-free 855-KYRS-CAR. That number is 855 855- 597
2: 7227.
6: I'm gonna
5: get me a car and I'll be headed on down the road.
0: So donate your car because that song and
1: message. Right, and it supports us.
0: It does support us, actually. Our radio
1: station, which in turn supports us. So mm-hmm. that's how that that's
0: works. That's how that, that is the cause and effect of this. World. Right
1: see science. science. You're welcome. <laughs> I so love it. so far it's we've called this the double header show because we have two main guests on and mm-hmm. we just uh talked with Shelly Wright who was the first country singer to come out in 2010 and talked about her um, organization she started and uh, new music that so she just got into the studio and started doing in um, in just September. And, of course, we played her number one hit from way back in 94, I believe, yeah. which is Single White Female. So,
0: And, of course, she... They're having their fundraiser for uh, Lighthouse in uh, Kansas City. So go look them up on uh, Twitter. She wanted all of you to go find them.
1: If you can't, yeah. If you Mm -hmm. can't uh, send money, just go and tweet, like them on Twitter, and retweet some of their things. And it's it's a great way to give support. And you
0: can find them on Twitter. Um, I forget what their handle is, but uh, if you search My Life Lighthouse, you'll find it. You I know we'll find
1: it. It'll be awesome. So that yeah. was exciting. Of course, in just the next like ten minutes, we're going to have on comedian and actor Hal Sparks. You might remember him from the e-television series The Soup. He was one of the hosts back in the day. And then, of course, for us gay guys of my generation and, and people who have seen it since, he was on the groundbreaking showtime series uh called Queer's Folk. And Queer there as is folk. There's rumors I'm gonna ask him about about uh rumored reunion but you know there's i feel like there's rumors about everything that oh we yes. love oh yeah reunioning like that whole arrest thing about hocus, development arrest, well they did reunion
0: well no no the second one that they're coming back with oh it. that their new one yeah um hocus pocus everybody wants the new one yeah. so
1: they've created posters and pretending right. it's real i know yeah because we all just want it when we love something um, we want exactly. it exactly don't want it to stop you know
0: what i want there to be r- uh rumors that are rumors about a uh, firefly reunion <gasps> coming back firefly if you Im- haven't got uh, haven't seen it, it's only one season uh, and it's even cut short. Like yeah. three fourths of a season. Right, exactly. Right. Um, so it's mean. it's quick, but it's amazing. Well, it's Joss Whedon. It and is right Joss now, Whedon. Joss
1: Whedon is a, a bazillionaire. Oh, he's doing because He directs the Avengers yeah. movies. Which,
0: if you don't know, the Avengers movies are. A huge franchise, and they Gigantic. are some of the top grossing uh, box he offices. He writes those. He does. As he well. directs and writes them.
1: I'm. I love Joss Whedon. I've loved him since the Buffy days, yeah. and he. Yeah, he's just come a long way. Exactly.
0: It's funny because he started with kind of more of those, you know, uh, low budget, indie cheesy. cheesy mm-hmm. You know, kind of got into more of the mainstream yeah. a little bit, and then wow, took off. Took just off. just crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean. It's worth it. It's fun. I've been I've been binge-watching uh, superhero movies this weekend. Good.
0: Have you seen all of the Marvel uh No, that's universe? what I'm catching up. Okay. I you need should... to see the latest
1: yeah. Thor, which I know was out a while back, but yes. I haven't seen the second Thor. I'm going to be watching uh, Captain America's second one tonight. Okay. Winter Soldier. I think I've got yeah. everything else. I think that'll be the last one for me right. to catch up on. Right. Right. And then I see them all. But yeah, you have to. Get, it's a whole oh, thing. Oh, it's a
0: whole thing. Well, see, what I like to do because I, I just love the superhero thing. I love oh, Marvel. Me too. Marvel's me great. Too. I watch them from the very beginning chronologically all the way through. And then in there, mixes in. Um, Avengers, Agents of Shield, the TV show. Yes. So you watch that in correspondence with oh, all of them. See, it's and crazy. And it takes like half a year to see all of them. Right, and it's just and this it's great like, adventure, and you get the whole story. And it's, it's nerd oh, happiness, uh, and I love that. Yeah,
1: I need some nerd happiness. Yeah, and exactly. That's what it is? It, it is yeah, nerd amazing. Happiness. Well, what I love is all the movies. I didn't even realize yeah. until I'm watching all. Them, they're all really are tying together with the stones. They are. Yes, Nerds. exactly. And, and the it's stones, gonna. Yeah. And I was I was watching an interview with Joss Whedon, and it's going to culminate into the whole war movies exactly. that have to do with the big guy.
0: Right, and, Thanos, and it's going to connect with, uh, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy. Notice there was a stone there too. Yes, and that's what they said. They're that was going to exactly. Uh, so watch out. Same. Go see Ant Man as well. That's an interesting one. I want to see one. that it was funny. I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, it was it was great.
1: It's odd. It is odd, so right? And it, and in, in that kind of that.
0: quirky way, it's kind of enjoyable. It's not your typical, you know, uh, superhero movie with Thor, Cap- Thor or Captain America, where you know it's kind of that, uh that truly um heroic superhero movie right. but it's so fun um uh, but iron man to be honest with you iron man is my favorite hero i love
1: iron man and um, especially
0: robert downey jr iron man right can, and honestly speaking of a
1: movie there's something yeah. that's coming to the magic lantern oh um, there is Yeah, that we want to talk about because we're gonna go because it looks like fun it's a movie called tangerine and um it has to do with the LGBT community. It does. It's quirky. I'm sorry. It sounds it really quirky, quirky which is why I want to go.
0: It's uh kind of you know okay, I all of the reviews I read, it's about a trans uh woman who's boyfriend cheated on her while she was in jail so she finds her cur- hooker friend and then they go on adventure to <laughs> and show they go try to uh, teach him a, a lesson yeah it got 95 percent on rotten Tomatoes, and so I we're gonna go see it i hear it's funny and it's all the funny. Video-
1: all the uh reviews say it's funny yeah and so it's actually gonna be at the magic lantern on tuesday november 17th it's from five to seven in honor of Transgender Day of Remembrance. Yes, yes, it's free to students, that and
0: night. if you're not a student, it's five dollars and a can of food. Yeah, for so it's the a, Odyssey.
1: It's to, uh, it's yeah, it's like a benefit. Mm-hmm. So I mean,
0: well, it's put on by the SFCC Alliance. Uh, yes, uh, exactly. Alliance group.
1: And I think that's cool. So we just got this in our box today, and we went and looked up what it is. And it looks like fun. So if you want to join the boys and do something for a good cause, I love the Magic Lantern as it is Mm -hmm. because I love all the indie things that we can do in town. Uh, So you'll want to join us on Tuesday, November 17th, 5 to 7. or put it in our calendar. And if something goes in our calendar, we have to go because it annoyingly reminds us constantly (laughs) it does he does and it's brilliant because we need it
0: but he does this thing where he will put it in and then it comes to your email you have to say yes no or maybe i always say maybe because i don't really want to go to most of them (laughs) no i'm kidding And, and then it will remind you like a day before, then an hour and before, then 10 minutes before. yeah, and on your phone. Yeah. And, and, it's, it'll, it'll uh, you. and then Kurt will text you as well. So yes, you just will. will never forget the about it. The
1: good thing is, sometimes you'll get a text and you'll be like, yeah, I totally remember, didn't remember at all. Exactly. But thank Some goodness of the that text, you don't text came in because it's not there. So yeah, put it in your calendar. Get yourself a Kurtter of your own. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a, per, a personal and assistant, can, a PA. Yeah, get yourself a... I would PA. like a personal assistant. Yeah. Let's well, get, make that happen. I mean, Kurt. Well no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, at um, at some point, see... I don't know. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, at some point, the dream is to have a personal assistant that has your whole schedule. But then for me, I just want them to blow up my Twitter and Facebook because I don't have time for that. No. I want them to be funny and do that for me, please. When we were doing I want to look good, but I don't want to work exactly. behind it.
1: When we were doing the sitcom, we yeah. had someone who did that for the sitcom page. Yes, your PR team. I had friends who got mad at me because I wouldn't be able to hang out with them. And they're like, I always see that you're on... Uh, facebook talking about all the great things you're doing that you're just you just want to do fun things with other people i'm like no there's I, my life is sad that, that's yeah. someone just saying i'm doing stuff so i look like I'm. that's fake yes that's by the not way that's real. not real <laughs> me I love i'm that. actually at home eating pasta you know what the it's amount like of times
0: i found myself at home eating something instead of hanging out with people when they were like hey you should come do this is not good It's just not a good amount. It does happen. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Sometimes I'm like, I just, I know you're cool, but I'd rather eat brownies because they're also cool. (laughs)
4: Right.
1: Brownies, I know. It's difficult. I will say, I always tell people who I hang out with, feel special. Very few people can motivate me out of my house. It's (laughs) true. Yeah. I think there's only like three people. Yeah. That's it.
0: Do I get to be one of them? You are
1: one of those people. You are. And then of course, because I tell stories about Tim all the time, obviously I hang out with Tim. Yeah. Right. I don't know if he thinks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you think that's lucky or not, but it is uh, a thing. It happens. Um, but anyways, I digress. Yeah. I do believe that Kurt is having his half-hour pre-conversation with our next guest, <laughs> uh, which he does, as we've talked about on time. this program. He kept Shelly on the phone quite a while. For I think. a good 10 minutes. I think they were talking about, you know, do you drink coffee or mm-hmm. tea in the mornings? What's it like having yeah. two Did twin? you get an
0: omelet or a <laughs> frittata? Right. What
1: do you think of that? Have you made one? Could you run me through the recipe? Yeah. Do you could crack
0: you? the open... Crack the egg open first, or do you right. just put it in and scramble <laughs> it later? Right.
1: Oh, you have to turn the stove on. Oh, oh, a gas okay. stove or electric? You know, I thought it was more soupy when I did it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, oh, so he's finally through giving, you know, tips back and forth. But anyways, without further ado, we want to welcome actor, comedian, musician, television personality, but most importantly to us on this show and for a lot of the queer community, um... An ally, a straight ally of our community who has been a gay icon ever since he uh, his work on the groundbreaking TV show on Showtime. Queer is Folk. He's also a very hysterical stand-up comedian. If you ever have a chance to see him, we want to welcome to our show Hal Sparks. Hal, are you well, there?
2: Thanks. Yeah, I am. Thanks so much. Hi. Hi. Thank you, you
1: so much for doing this. Uh, I'm amazing. I have to tell you, any excuse I can take to watch one of the specials that you did in my office Is my favorite (laughs) moment because I loved you way back when you were doing the soup and you were hysterical. I agree. Oh, see, Um, right? (laughs) Yeah, there you Um, go. I will
2: not. Yeah, yeah, it's yet another thing we share, right? Um, I I know.
1: (laughs) I feel so close to you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well I appreciate that thanks very much um you know it's 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 nice to know that you know if you do something steadily for 26 years you'll eventually get right. good at it I think that's pretty much
1: That's been my motto that is I'm not guaranteed but it's certainly <laughs> worth the effort uh, yeah. right there's maybe, something right. there and I want to start with because of course you're on this uh queer radio show out in the middle of uh, the Pacific Northwest I want to start with first of all we I always feel like it's such an honor when there are straight allies out there because it's making the choice to put yourself in another's shoes when you don't have to do it and but what I've always respected about you is even in your stand-up you have such a respect for just human beings like the way you you talk about women to the way mm-hmm. you just see that there's I so I played a gay character it's just I was character, I don't see a big deal. Was that just always instilled in you?
2: I, I think so. I think I've just always kind of um, been amazed by bigotry from a distance. Like, sure. almost to the point of I don't grasp it and it seems peculiar to me. So I've never been invested, uh, certainly, in it. I grew up around it, you know, mm. in the South. Yeah. But um, but also, in fighting it, I always had kind of a distance with that as well, so I was able to keep a level of humor about it and good nature during the fighting of it that I think makes the message get through a little better. And as a comedian, that's kind of your job in general. If You're trying to institute any kind of social change, and I think that's what stand-up is for, really, at its baseline. The first job is laughter, but the second job, you got to say something worth repeating. Right. and. And in doing that, I've always just felt like, you know, I, I've always been a Carlin fan. Oh, um, and he was he's kind of my main hero in sure, stand-up. Sure. And he went through a crisis of consciousness when he was, you know, in his early 30s where he was just basically realizing he was telling jokes that meant nothing to anybody.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: I, I decided when I was 15, when I started doing stand-up, that I would just start where he had had that discovery. I'm like, I'm going to try and say something worth saying in the process all the time. The other thing is, is, is essentially an answer to your question in the short form. Uh, yeah. Just always kind of been this way. I kind of don't, what other people want to be right. or are uh, has never affected my vision of myself. And so I've never had to fear it or seek it. If that makes sense.
1: Definitely. Now, so tell me then about this. Cause I, I was watching uh, an interview on YouTube at an event that you did, and you talked about how when you did do the show Queer as Folk, your parents even lost some friends over it. When you were making oh, the yeah. decision, you were you know you had done the soup and all of this, and that that role was however it was presented to you. Was there even a pause, or what was that that thought process when this? I mean, this is a it was huge over in Britain prior. They wanted yeah. to bring it to the U.S. Um, you're, you know, this heterosexual man presented with this, you know, I mean, it's a very sexual show yeah. at times. What was the thought yeah. process behind that? And did you even imagine like things like your parents losing friends would even be there?
2: Honestly, that was the, sh- the biggest kind of uh, shock mm-hmm. was the sort of post experience of, oh, this is having a downstream effect on other people in my life. Right. And And when you're in the public eye, that becomes increasingly obvious, but understand I had only been sort of semi-famous at that point. Uh, you know, the, obviously, talk had a major impact on my visibility. Mm-hmm. I was one of the few people with a name who would even audition for Queer Spoke. Oh, Wow, um, sure. that was the problem that they were running into. The quite the, the frankly, the only reason I had an opportunity to audition was because they had had such a hard time finding people. Oh, wow. um, I had I was on. I was still on Talk Soup when they started the casting process. But they were three months behind on even casting the show to get it into production because nobody would come. Wow. Nobody would audition. And when it was, pre- you know, I got fired from uh, Talk Soup for improvising too much, <laughs> which is one of the great ironies of life. <laughs> that that's crazy. true. Sure. And, uh, yeah. And in. And suddenly, I was free to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm shooting. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> yes, and my manager yes. and agent come to me with this script, and it was like they were wearing hazmat suits and carrying <laughs> it with tongs. They were so you could. There was so much trepidation in them that almost by balance, I was like, "What the hell is wrong with you people?" Mm-hmm. And I and and obviously from the title, the title doesn't hide what's going on. Oh inside, yeah, right. You know right. what I mean? It wasn't <laughs> called like you know. The last, my last summer, or some nonsense right, kind of right. soft pedal title yeah. that you would see at Sundance. It's called fucking Queer as Folk. Beg your pardon. Oh my gosh. I sure Oh, know. no worries. You're
1: no fine. Worries. We Wait have a button out. for that. Out. I got too excited. All right. Yeah. So,
2: after you told me not to, never tell me not to. Me not to that's anyway, yeah. So, that being said, it's called Queer as Folk. For right. All, for practical purposes. Sure. And there's no hiding it. So, yeah. if you had trepidation, you wouldn't make it past the first page. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Well, it, so, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people honestly we did have people who both auditioned and who were cast in it in in different sized parts over the years mm-hmm. that didn't want to be there.
4: Right. Ugh.
2: That thought it was um, uh, it thought it was a you know a way to make themselves look brave. All the mm-hmm. all the you know, once the once the rest of us had taken the bullet by doing the job first, mm-hmm. everybody else was like, Oh, this might be a career list. Sure. And right. so they started showing up, but they were sure. miserable and you could tell. Okay. It was very odd. So Um but for me, no. Never never a hesitation. It passed mm-hmm. what I call the Malkovich test, which is is it important and is <laughs> it good? Yes. Exactly. So what were your
0: thoughts going through? I mean, when you were presented with with the idea of doing this, I mean, obviously, a lot of people didn't want to do that. And knowing that and knowing, you know, uh, this, is, this isn't exactly the safest thing to do. What made you so sure that you wanted to do it and follow through with that despite, you know, everything else?
2: In total frankness, yeah. um, uh, I because I'm a comedian as well, mm-hmm. yeah. I was aware that this could wreck my acting career, and I would still have a, a career as a comedian. Okay. I had a safety zone that probably the, uh, that other actors didn't because of it. And, and, and to be taken seriously as a dramatic actor in the first place, even if the character I played was shunned, and this, isn't, this has nothing to do with the, the sexual nature of the show. This could be any project. right? The, getting a shot at being in a dramatic series in and of itself was also a safe zone for me as a, as a comedian because I could screw it up and still be funny. right? Um, so there was a lot of, there was a, uh, honestly a lot of areas where I was safer to take that job maybe than some other people. And so that even made it more important that I do it because I didn't have the the genuine reasons to fear it that some of the other people that were up for it did. And quite frankly, you know, we get a lot of credit for being brave and people can make their own decision about that as far as actors, both straight and gay, who ended up in the show. But the reality mm-hmm. is, It did take a toll on all of our careers Mm -hmm. um, and it absolutely tapped the brakes on everybody's success coming out of it after the fact. You just had to make a decision whether that was okay. If adding 10 years to the arc of your career by doing this would be okay with you. Right. Because it absolutely did. There's no question. I mean, uh, Peter Page is an incredibly talented actor and he's, Exec producing the Fosters he created the show the Fosters mm-hmm. he's a, a super talented on many levels but he and some of the other actors quite frankly you know but for a law and order here and there just because we had some TV credits that's all we were getting offered after that right is, you know we're there, and there was a lot of uh, quiet Hollywood backlash about the show exactly um, well, so it was a it was a real threat mm-hmm. it, and, and that that fear sure, wasn't sure. a mistake on the people who Said, I don't know if I can do this. You could say they weren't brave at the time, but quite frankly, they were in material form correct.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I won't say that they were right to make their decision, but I will say that they were correct and that it absolutely does, you know, it, it, it taps the brakes yeah. on, your, on, no. on the work that you want.
1: When we mentioned uh, that we were having you on this week, a lot of the comments we got back was obviously a lot of fans saying, Oh my God, where are they and how come? And they wanted to know what's going on now. Because of course, in the the gay world, we were just thrilled to be represented in an honest way on the show. So we fell madly in love with the characters and then the loyalty to the actors who portrayed them. But of course, all of us were like what's going on? Why aren't they in a ton of other things when the show ended? Do you think now with like the passage of the Supreme court ruling and, and all the uh, turmoil, but it seems to be like there might be a little more acceptance. Has Hollywood changed? Do you think? I,
2: I would say, I would say almost the opposite. Really? I would say to some degree, um, you know, as an actor, it's always your responsibility to continue to just soldier. You're always ice skating uphill to get any job. And you have yeah. to know that. that's, you know, whether you have a, you know, a, a, a good show or a bad show in your past, mm-hmm. they that, that can be an equal weight. It doesn't matter. Um, and so, so that all aside, um, I think as, as the community grows and is actually um, more accepted and that kind of stuff, the people who initially did these things are kind of, it looks quaint by comparison to the mm-hmm. way life is moving forward. So you're left without that. Um, kind of wait. I'm not. I'm, and this is not me asking for sympathy or even sympathy for the <laughs> other actors. This is just a reality mm-hmm. of the circumstance. Following it up, and the reason, quite frankly, that you know, and and like um, Scott Lowell's been on, you know, Bones uh, off mm-hmm. and on, mm-hmm. a couple, of, you know, there, you know, there's there's some work there for you know, and I obviously have worked pretty consistently because yes. I'm bullish and full of myself. Let's <laughs> be completely honest. It is my <laughs> Um, completely unreasonable self-confidence that has you know <laughs> allowed me to elbow my way yeah. <laughs> into the industry at all, much less past the bigotry of the right. initial sure. response to Queer's sure. folks. So it, it, but that's why. I mean I'm dead serious that, and it's not just because there are, you know, the, like the industry is full of Mel Gibsons who don't want to work with you, right. Um, uh, in all honesty, there are a lot of gay casting directors, who look at the gay actors on Queer as Folk and say, "Well, I don't know how much they were acting, and I don't think they can play anything but gay." Uh, and looking at the straight actors and going, "Well, they're not really gay, so uh, or they watch the show and they think of us as that character." I met right. a bunch of gay uh, casting directors after the show who only wanted to cast me as straight versions of Michael. Essentially, right. afterwards, yeah. you know, um, sad fathers with street kids, you know, who are in <laughs> you know upsetting relationships. Sure, sure, exactly. And, yeah, and, um, and I don't, I, I wouldn't, the interesting thing is, I wouldn't do that to Michael. Right. I wouldn't play, I'm not going to play a straight version of that character and water it down, essentially. And, you know, especially since I feel like that's the best delivery of a character like that I oh, could yeah. possibly do. So doing a straight version of it or a single version of it doesn't make sense to me you know it's just like okay now that i've made this character that a lot of people think of as lovable i'll make a straight one so that the country music fans have somebody <laughs> to look at that's just ridiculous right so,
1: <laughs> it's good old so, pandering which yeah. happens a lot in the industry sure
2: yeah. sure and so i just i just didn't do it so i actually had to you know if you'll notice after Queer spoke i did i mm. focused really on a lot of stand up and yeah. the i love the 80s and that kind of stuff sure, yeah, sure. And, and and then Honestly, Disney. I have to give them a lot of credit in that they hired me to be a Disney dad. Yes, on a on a series, and the executive producers were fans from the show too. They yeah. you know they knew me from Queer as Folk. They loved the show, and they were they fought for me as well. But yeah. Disney was completely open with the fact that I w- I had been on this show. They never right. nobody in in the, uh, the hierarchy or anything ever said anything that they were concerned about. I was on such a highly sexual show. Sure, and all yeah. That
1: stuff. Well, and you're talking so, about Disney's Lab Rats, correct? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And is that yeah. show? It's still going, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, we have a we have a new spinoff. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yes, we're we're um, I'm I'm directing a few of them this year, and I'm in a few of them this year, and 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 uh, so it's a it's a it's kind of a variation on the theme, but at the same time, it's you know it's an incredibly successful show for them, right? And it is. um and it's been doing incredibly well, and there is you know to me. There's almost some, like, this was a victory, too, almost related to Queer as Folk, because I was like, if I can make this show a success and be a successful Disney dad after having been on that show, that that speaks to a big switch in public opinion about the entire thing. It really does.
1: Exactly. Now, so, and I'm going to ask you what must be the most annoying question that you... Probably get 20 times every day, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we all, especially when you love something, you never want it to end. And right. so the rumors that go around like crazy of a reunion, is there any right. truth to the rumors? And I know that you said recently on a video that you obviously would be open for it as long as you know the quality of the work and everything. But do you, yeah. would everybody, do you know if everybody would be on board if there was one? And is it true at all?
2: I, I I know that at the at the Austin TV festival that everybody but I went to um <laughs> because I wasn't in, I was sort of disinvited later. Oh, um, oh no. That's that's a that's a, that's a good story. Anyway, oh, for no. another time in non-radio. But that being <laughs> sure. said, um uh yes, the the, the effectively the two holdouts okay. finally said and I was not one of them. They finally said yeah, they'd be up for it. Nice. That's what really started the ball rolling. Okay. to to get you know, of, of people thinking, oh, this might actually happen. That being right. sure. said, there is no network expressing any oh. kind of interest, including Showtime. Um, oh, this is wow. purely a fan-based thing and the right. cast finally being okay with it. Sure. That honestly doesn't mean that, that there have been steps in that direction at all. Right, right.
0: right. Well, you know what I mean? So, yeah.
2: so I think while the rumors are, you know, Everybody, it's funny because everybody thinks Netflix just picks up shows and salvages them. You know, like oh, Netflix will just make one. Exactly, doesn't the contracting alone would be a nightmare? (laughs) uh, You know, for any studio that picked it up and tried to take it from Paramount and Showtime, if they even allow it. Yeah, Um, it's also the contracts around the ownership of Queer Folk are peculiar in that. internationally Warner Brothers owns it and nationally Inside the State Paramount owns it because they own Showtime. (laughs) So It's it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. We're on HBO and Cinemax outside the United States and Showtime. Oh, wow.
0: wow! That's kind of... That's a mess, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, it is.
2: And Netflix crosses certain borders, but not others. Like, it's in some (laughs) countries, but not others. And so the legal... not that would go into doing that if, if they did it or if Amazon did it or any of the places where you'd actually be able to get it worldwide. is I mean, that's just a team of lawyers that's more expensive than the actual production oh, no. unless they just okay it and that's that. Right. Holy oh, smokes. I mean, it's huge. So that yeah. being said, all the rumors have to do with cast and, okay. and, and okay. Ron and Dan, who I love dearly, who are, who are our executive producers on the show. Yeah. Um, I have such ferocious respect for them um, and working with them again would be in any capacity, any show is it would be considered a win career wise. They're just super talented and great human beings. Be um, but uh, you know they've been basically retired since the show.
1: Sure, sure. It's time. It's time so. I'm telling. If we can get the lawyers involved that got the Supreme Court <laughs> on our side, then we're, we're just gonna do it. We're, it's on.
0: <laughs> it's it's a it's a Have national guys- campaign apparently.
2: Right, right. Yeah. I, I think we will need the notorious RBG to add yes. to. Thank yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's going be a little difficult. <laughs> Get you the said Supreme it. The Court boys
1: involved. are on it. It's done. Get ready to, to sign that contract. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh it's God. the
2: only, only television contract in history that Justice Kennedy would have the deciding vote on. <laughs> yes, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <admit. laughs>
0: <laughs> Hollywood takes it to the Supreme Court. I love it. I love that. Now, right let's kind of talk a little bit about, uh, advocacy. I mean, of course we, you have been yeah. such a strong advocate for LGBT rights, but as, as well as, uh, AIDS walk, that's, that's a big thing for mm-hmm. you. Um, talk to us a little bit about how you got involved with that and why that's such a big and important thing to you. I mean, we love to work with our local AIDS organization as well. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's big in the LGBT community.
2: Sure. I, you know, the, the interesting thing was is like I was working with AIDS Project Los Angeles and uh, and Project Angel Food, which brought meals to people right. who were you know in the last stages right, of yeah. dying of AIDS, and in in Los Angeles in the early '90s, and I uh, used to run lectures for a woman named Marianne Williamson, and uh, yeah. who was big in the movement to you know get um, partners to be able to see their loved one in. You know, which is ultimately what the marriage equality at its root, besides mm-hmm. just oh, generic yeah. oh, understanding yeah. of equality, really was the basis of that real fight. Was well, I can't become a cousin, but I sure as hell can become a husband or wife, right? And and we should be able to fix that, and that really drove the movement, and rightly so. But she was on the front lines of that, and we dealt with that quite a bit. And I was at a lot of hospice bedside back in the early '90s. Um, um, the guy who ran her lectures before. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of took over this, uh, this guy, Dan, who was just a beautiful human being. He died of AIDS in, I think, 93, mm. um, like six months after Freddie Mercury had died. Sure. Um, you know, so we were surrounded in the early nineties, especially in, you know, in our circle of friends with, you know, with people who were dying and who were contracting and who were, um, and, and beyond that, just experiencing constant discrimination, and I, I, it's just, frankly, it's, it's, I mean, it seems simplistic to say, but it was just wrong. It's Just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. You know, you don't need any more reason than that. It's just It was just wrong. So um, I've, you know, I've been working with them, for, with them for a long time. Once I got Queer as Folk, then people started noticing me volunteering. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> before that, I'm just this, you know, this, Actor, comic dude who comes—you know—he's a straight ally who helps <laughs> out occasionally. You know, who you know helped work on the sink at APLA yeah, right. when they moved to their facility. I did some of the plumbing, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I helped move the kitchen when stuff <laughs> like that. And so, it, but nobody cared because who the hell? You know, I'm just right. one of the, the many volunteers who are invaluable to those kind of organizations. Mm-hmm. After that, it it became easier. In many ways, um, because the visibility helps as well. I was doing the exact same thing, sure. but also drawing attention. Right. So again, why why wouldn't you? Is the is the is the thing like if you can if if helping is as simple as showing your face? Um, I I mean the responsibility is yours.
0: Right. Well, and so, es- yeah, especially when you have a name attached to that face at that point.
2: Yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. Um, you don't, you know, it's not obligatory. Sure. Um, and I, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't put that standard on everybody. That's my standard. Okay. Um, I, I do wish other people were a little more forthcoming. And mm-hmm. I do see people who make both people who make lip service about it, but don't actually, you know, when, when it comes for the rubber to hit the road, it doesn't actually do it, or who just kind of are persona, you know, they just don't do right. it. That always boggles my mind. Um you know, I would have personally, I would have loved if the entire cast of clear Folk could have gotten together at at least one AIDS walk.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: You know, at some point and we, you know, and, and bless her heart. I've done them with Michelle Clooney dozens of Mm -hmm. times, um, you know, and, and Bobby Gant, who played Ben, Mm -hmm. um, is an invaluable, both, you know, political as well as artistic human being for the cause. um, but it would have been nice if, you know, there you know, was more of that. that's that's, well, sure, right, yeah. that's my own personal frustration.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, and here's a question. So I know, like, uh, and we just had uh, Shelly Wright on the show just before you, and she, uh, she is, is... Awesome. Oh, she's, yeah, she's amazing. Phenomenal. And such a, as she says, crazy person, but yeah. such a dreamer. <laughs> and yes. to go after things, what makes you think... And she says, you know, we need more heroes. We need more... Um, more actors that are so public to be more public and to be themselves without shame. What do you think, why was the time right back when Showtime did Queer as Folk, um, which was very groundbreaking and very pushing the envelope, and yet we don't have anything really like that now? Why that weird kind of opposite world going on?
2: Well, I I, I think uh, two things. One is it wasn't ready. You're never uh, ready. If true. Anything's revolutionary or or is going to change things. It, it's by definition that you're not ready for it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this. <laughs> if you were ready for it, you wouldn't need it. Right. Um, and and that's you know that's that was the gift of queer spoke, and that's kind of why Russell Mulcahy directing our pilot meant so much because he used that ramping technique that rushed the camera yeah. in which m- instead of shooting it like a normal television show mm-hmm. made people look where you wanted them to look. You can't give them the opportunity to kind of watch it passively and not be involved in, a, in something so new and so fresh. So uh, he was, his filmmaking alone um, mm-hmm. was indicative of the impact of the show ha- that the show had. Um, on the other hand, the reason we don't have something like that right now is because it's it's moved from fiction to re- it's a fact.
4: Yeah, that
2: you you are having queer folk, but it is playing out in front of the actual Supreme Court <laughs> instead of our little phony courtroom that we shot in Toronto and <laughs> <in> Barry, Ontario. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, um, and and people are actually getting married, and and that real drama. There are real Kim Davis's. so that sure, you know right. our yes. our local sheriff that we made the bad guy in a couple mm-hmm. of episodes is a real human being now, and right. so that. Um, we fictionalize in you know in kind of a prescient way what the fight's gonna be like, and in many ways how the how it's gonna end, which is you know it, it, the way it did. You right. know I always said that the benefit of Queer Spoke would come four years after it went off the air, no matter when it ended. If we had right. ended right now, four years from now, that's when marriage equality would get its leg, right. because the people that watch it would be starting to get a voting age, miss it, mm-hmm. and want to see it. And instead of wanting to see it fictionalized, they'd want to go. Why isn't this real? Why isn't this really happening? Sure.
0: Right, and sure. that's
2: got to happen. So, right, yeah. so that's why. And it did. Plus, you know, and, and you didn't have logo back then. And you didn't, right. you know, like, mm-hmm. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy only used that term because we used yes. the word <laughs> queer as folk first. We like exactly. in, in the title, I, I, there was a big, you know, I, got, I lost a bunch of talk shows that I was going to be on to promote because they didn't want to chiron the word queer under my name. Right. Uh, they didn't want queer as folk written on screen.
0: Really? Wow.
2: Yeah. So they, you know, so some of the shows would take me, but they would only put actor comedian or uh, actor, huh. um, but they would not put the title of the show. Any other show? Bang! Sure, every single sure. time. Right? But queer
0: was the hang up. Okay.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, you have to think that's. I mean, this is fifteen years ago, but
0: well, yeah, and it makes sense.
2: It's a lot. A lot has changed in the yeah. last fifteen years. It's and amazing, and it's nice to feel like, to some minor element, we had some, uh, you know, point nudging that forward. Sure.
1: Well, I think, and especially for obviously, you got this huge out of it. You have this huge queer fan base um, mm-hmm. of people that. That it's like it was yesterday. For me, I was in my 20s. My parents Mm -hmm. weren't... And I remember watching the show at a friend's house with his parents were accepting, my parents were not. And first of all, I was nervous because his parents were there and were watching the show that I'd heard about. And all of a sudden, there's this sex scene and his mom looks over at me and goes... Uh Jonathan I have a question for you. Can get, can you get your legs back that far? And it was like over. Yeah, I was But those conversations were happening in living rooms and it was funny but at the same time what it showed was people being able to finally relax and accept who they were. And right. so does that legacy no matter, you know, what you do, you know, everybody has those those things that people choose to define them as. Um does that mm-hmm. legacy what kind of weight does that hold for you?
2: Um, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, I, I remember, um, very distinctly three or four moments when we didn't think we were going to be on the air, um, when, when after a certain episode, we were shooting air that, that we thought we're going to get shut down. That's that. And, and Showtime had the fortitude to not, you know, bend at any of the stuff we were getting, but we got death threats. We were supposed to go on this DVD wow. tour, you know, and we had a bunch of cities planned, and we did. Uh, we did many of them, but they killed three or four of them because we were getting a significant number of death threats wow. from people. Um, that if we went down to, you know, Biloxi and, and to a Best Buy and decided to do an uh, autograph signing, <laughs> that they were going to throw acid in my face. That oh wow! Yeesh! You know that? Yeah, we got. I mean, they got, and that's the stuff they showed us, which means ten percent. So, um, and believe me, those people are still there. Those people are just 45 now, or 55 now, or 65 now, or what have you. Um, you know, we there's a lot of work that needs to be done because we are in. This is a transitional phase.
4: It's yeah. an amazing
2: time, but it is, you know, as as a straight ally, as you know, I'm I have an interesting perspective from the sidelines, as it were.
1: Right. Exactly. You know,
2: um, where I, I, you know, I have motivation to make this happen, but an awareness of the thought form that that has slowed it down for decades, sure, millennia. Sure. Um, I, you know, I, I I grew up around the people who, you know, would say that very thing to me. So, uh, yeah, there's this is it's an amazing time, and I think you know I kind of lost track of your initial question, but the <laughs> the essence is is that yeah. Well, <laughs> the 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 wheels sometimes come off. There, yeah, in yeah. <laughs> of you're in on.
1: you're in good company, <laughs> sir. We get we get yeah. you. We get you.
0: The but, essence is it's yeah. a great it's a great time in history. I love it. Um, yeah. So how what is coming up for you in terms of uh, any future film roles or stand up comedy or me, are you gonna ha- gonna any projects up, uh, coming up?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Um, uh, I'm still doing uh, LabRats Elite force which is their uh, sure. uh, the spin-off like yeah, I said, yeah, I'm yeah. directing that I'm now in the DGA, which is great. I'm doing six short films including a couple that have my co-stars from LabRats in them nice. um, okay. uh, as a director um, between now and April I'm doing six of them and then um, I'm, I'm doing a series um, a documentary series called Finding Freedom um, that is it's it, there's a freedom index in the world that marks, the free, you know, like whether or not you have what rights you have in what countries, okay. okay, and who is the most, you know, free and where? And America, if you're if you're generous, we're twentieth on the list. Oh um, wow! And and if you're stringent, we're forty six. Oh,
0: not not so free anymore. Wow, that's interesting.
2: No, huh. yeah, we're not even close. And so the show is about um, finding freedoms all over the world that Americans don't have. Okay, um, and then coming back and saying, "Why don't we have that here? Yeah, right, why? Right. What's wrong with having it? Huh? Um, what's why can't we handle freedom if we're supposed to be the bastion of freedom in the in exactly. the funny world? Right? Exactly. So it's a it's a comedy documentary series. It's like half uh you know Anthony Bourdain and Idiot <laughs> Abroad. <you laughs> oh know? yes, but uh, and yes. half like policy wonk. You sure. Know? sure. So it's me going to all these places um, and and kind of talking to locals politicians and lawyers and then coming back here and talking to locals politicians and lawyers (laughs) and trying to figure out why why america doesn't have this particular freedom and and what it would take to have it
1: and i'm sure why half of us assume that we already have it even though it's not true
2: oh yeah absolutely we we totally think we do you know one of the things before you know before the court ruled i had famously done this one interview where we went down uh, you know illinois had not passed gay marriage but iowa had
4: Right? Okay. Right. Uh,
2: and and I was like, uh, like you, we walked down to the border and we shot this little video. of like, right here where I'm standing, a gay couple could be legally married. Mm-hmm. 18 feet that way they can't. Yes. In America, that's right. ridiculous. That mm-hmm. is, yeah, that's just absurd. Yeah. And so, and that was ultimately the, the sort of the basis of the, the lawsuit in the first place was, you know, yes. equal protection mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. state lines. Exactly. You know, the states don't have the right to, to supersede your federal rights And right. that you know, that's always been the fight. But that was the most, that was the absurdity. So we're kind of doing that on an international scale. We're going to certain countries and going, yeah, right here, I have the freedom to, you know, uh, speak out against government and religion. Right. 18 feet that way I do not. Sure. Exactly.
0: Okay. In yeah. this
2: country in Canada you can protest a politician to his face. In America we have you know free speech zone. Yeah. You can't walk up to that person. <sighs> so that you know sure and, and you know if you cross the bridge from Niagara to, to you know New York state your your rights go down. Mm-hmm. They diminish.
0: Right. Exactly. You all of a sudden can be so, more or less
2: yeah, so that's, so, and obviously this, this ties into, you know, mm-hmm. all of the things, like th- what I say in my stand-up as far as women's rights. and yes. and, and quite frankly, I, I tie heterosexual male rights to women's rights and gay rights as well, mm-hmm. because the, the, any shackle you put on another human being, you immediately attach to yourself. Exactly. And there's this illusion that somehow you can be free at the expense of someone else. It's just goofy. Exactly. and And that has to be addressed.
0: Sure. You know, uh,
2: have to you talk know, about it. Uh, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, we can't wait for you know that documentary. to See all of these projects. I'm of... also going
1: to stalk you until you do a stand up. I'm just yeah. saying. I need another stand up. <laughs> yeah. so. that, that, that's well, yeah. Jonathan. Where are
2: you guys? Where are you guys located? Where we're, are you actually? Located? We're in
1: Eastern Washington State.
2: So okay, you know we're I'll right near you the border of Idaho. Minutes. Yeah, well, you'll have to drive through uh, some fairly rednecky territory. Oh yes, but, uh, but I am performing it in uh, Bellevue, Washington, oh, yes. right north of uh, Seattle. Okay. for New Year's.
4: <gasps> oh I'm doing really?
2: New Year's Eve show. Awesome. Um, at at, at Parlor Live there because that's. I mean, I love Seattle, but the idea of spending you know New Year's in Seattle is a great thing. So, oh yeah, it's um, beautiful. So that's that's where I will be. So, awesome. Oh, if, you wanna, if you guys want to go, you're welcome to be my guest.
1: Oh, we would love to see we you first of all. I'm sorry, you're just hysterical. Yes. So. <laughs> it's true. It's, yes, yes, right? Case see, in again, point, right? again, again we agree. Now,
0: before we yep. let you go and uh, release you from this hostage situation that it is um, <laughs> into your Sunday, <laughs> can we get a quick soundbite from you? Uh, we do this with our guests. If you could just say, uh, Hi, I'm Hal Sparks, and you're listening to Outspoken, and then we'll cut that up and use it later on. Sure, sure. <laughs>
2: ah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hal Sparks, and you're listening to Outspoken. Hi, I'm Hal Sparks, you know, Michael from Folk, and you're listening to Outspoken. Good for you. Something like that? <laughs> yeah that's perfect.
1: Love it. Thank you, sir, okay. so much for taking for time out to be on our show. On Outspoken, we like to highlight people who are standing up and not afraid to speak, and you're definitely one of those men. So thank you, sir, Absolutely. for all that you do.
2: Cheers. You do. <laughs> Keep at it, guys. All hey. right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: And that was Hal Sparks, as he says, Michael from Queers Folk. Um, probably could talk to. I could have coffee with him and just talk, especially because you know he doesn't. He doesn't drink, smoke, none of it. He has no interest in it. Oh, he's clean. So we would get, oh, okay. and he's never done it. He's just yeah. had no interest oh, in it. So great. him and I can go to coffee, which is my favorite thing, and I'll yep. just talk to him for about you know eight hours. I'm good. Well, yeah. It- <laughs> I'm good with that. It's a. it's gonna be an interesting conversation because obviously think he's funny. Exactly. Because
0: obviously <laughs> you talk for eight hours, he talks for eight hours, I and know. it's great.
1: And you don't talk because I'm sorry, we talked for four hours of coffee. Don't even get me started. You talk too. I know I talk. <laughs> I'm
0: saying look, if I if was on coffee it'd us, be sixteen hours. Yes, if we if just you held join hands us, we and we are, it was great.
1: I know. We uh, <laughs> but we're gonna take a quick break.
0: We are. We're gonna listen to Shelly Wright. It's gonna be her song It Was. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. We are outspoken.
1: Outspoken. Uh, We just talked to Hal Sparks. He is known for when he was on the Soup on E Entertainment Television, and of course for his groundbreaking role as Michael Novotny on Queer as Folk. Um, He was just on. He's also a hilarious comedian, and as he mentioned, he's going to be in Bellevue on New Year's Eve playing the Parlor. They're uh, live. It's going to be a comedy show. And so I kind of want to go see him.
0: Yeah, we should. Yeah. T- yeah we should. Yeah. For and he no, is should.
1: hysterical. Also, very passionate. He's funny. Yeah. Very passionate about what he believes in. He can take it. If you like uh, Disney, he is on a hit TV show. I think they're in their fifth year. Lab Rats. Um, he plays a Disney dad, which he I found it interesting. He did talk about how, let's be honest, it did take a hit on all of their careers. Yeah. And he's right. Um so many talented people.
0: And that is kind of, I mean, that's interesting how much, you know, I'm always fascinated by how much one, I, I don't want to say mistake, but one uh, bad move in your acting career can take out your But is it a bad entire, move? No, no, no. It but is, I'm saying right. that's deemed a bad move by Hollywood. Right. Anything well, that's deemed by Hollywood as a bad move, that right. takes your career off and its And what's tracks. even more
1: fascinating is we view Hollywood as more- progressive oh yeah then the political system or then and yet honestly everybody we've spoken to to be honest says the same thing yeah it's not people in the industry including music industry in hollywood it's not that well, there's a long ways to go you know what and
0: i think we confuse progressive with they're allowing us to be seen yeah um because what, what, everything I hear is, yes, gay people exist on Hollywood, but they're put into their boxes. And yes. that's not the... Pre- I mean, yes. it's y- you play a gay role, you're gay mm-hmm. forever. That's exactly. all people know you. And yeah. they, it's, it's, you know, they, they cast you in those specific roles and then they won't let you leave.
1: Yeah. And then they make it, and then they feel like it's dangerous. Like he said, people exactly. wouldn't even... He'd go on a talk show, but they would only book him if they did, they didn't have to write queer, queer yeah. under his name, as in Queer's folk. And I think that's... That's fascinating for him. But I also like what he said when he said, listen, the thing is, it's not that we were ready for Queer as Folk when it was out. The fact that it's such a groundbreaking show is because we weren't ready. Oh, yeah. You can only become groundbreaking if the site isn't ready because if you are then you're just cliche exactly to be honest or you're just a show you're yeah. just like that's yeah. it it's fine
0: so that's fascinating right. so and right. yet
1: again we've been told many times we're still not ready which so that means i'm ready let's do it yeah let's <laughs> that means i, I mean, want queers folks there's to
0: always boundaries to be pushed but i agree i mean it's i think we can normalize more of that uh mm-hmm. Homonormative lifestyle, yeah, I guess.
1: Exactly. And let's—I mean, I don't want to um, disregard shows like *Looking*, no, which didn't make it not. to another season. But you know, it was groundbreaking. It was on HBO. Yeah. It had to do with gay men. Now, it, yeah. they got a lot of flack for the way they portrayed men and uh, gay men and our sexuality being you know t- they made it more open on that show it's the same attacks that we had with queer folk yeah. so th- i guess the proof's in the pudding you're right we're still where we were exactly although exactly. we're coming like he said we're playing out those roles in real life now. well
0: it, there you go and i think uh as gay men specifically but as human humans in general we're still not ready to take it to the next level where we talk about sex right and that's the big thing why we uncloseted ourselves but in order for us Mm -hmm. to you know pass supreme court and pass all these things we made it about family we made it about it we neutered it exactly we made it easy
1: uh, homosexuality out of sexuality yeah
0: we painted it with neutral colors when When we had
1: damon jacobs on just uh, exactly just last week i think he said the same thing the thing was yeah that we to get where we are we had to neuter ourselves let's look at the hero uh, law in Houston Houston, that was repealed in the latest election, how absolutely horrible. It's an equality law that Mm -hmm. makes it uh, illegal for you to fire someone for being gay, for for being part of the LGBT community. Absolutely. It made it, housing laws and everything, and it was taken down because the other side uh, marginalized the transgender part of our community and made it scared people uh, using fear tactics, this, yeah. yes. And so, which that's are the based part. out
0: of fear and not any statistical no evidence, zero. At all. There has not been one case of a trans person going into a bathroom to do anything harmful to anybody exactly. else. Yeah, my is
1: getting some flack, which he deserves. He did absolutely, a, he did a speech saying, When I was in high school. I sh- if I would have known this, I would have dressed up like a girl and gone into a girl's bathroom. And-, and here's the difference. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about trans people, and then you're just a crete. Exa- thank so you. So there are two thank different you. things here. You would have done that? Okay. Yeah. Let's hear about and it. And that's the difference. Oh, yeah. Is that it's oh, not yeah. about that. But they're going to boil it down to that because that's how they were able to, to defeat it. a very Absolutely. important law. And yeah. Houston, honestly, shame on you.
0: Yes, you are a very large city. You're what the third largest yeah. in Texas, yes. and not only that. And Anise that, Parker is Anise sick Parker, thank to you. death.
1: They have a lesbian mayor, and she is so upset. But yeah. some new, you know, articles came out this week because everybody's talking about how did we, how did this law step forward? How did it get taken back? Yeah. And how did we um, let that slip through? And there are, gay LGBT organizations that are standing up and said, you know what, we fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah. We didn't watch like we should. We should have seen it coming. And this is what we've said on the show time and again. You're Laws that protect each of us can disappear oh, if yeah. we are not vigilant. So for you, people, you know, for people who are sitting out there and think I don't have to worry about it, it's all going to be fine. Y- it will be if you will do your part and actually take part in the voting process mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. sure that we continue to live absolutely in a place where we have equality because it can disappear.
0: Well, and for those people that say, "Well, I'll just vote for you know the presidential election. All these right. other ones don't matter," or you know, "Well, my vote won't matter." Look, at here's the thing. Exactly. This is not. This is an off-year. For elections. No, we're not electing a president. We're not mm-hmm. electing big members of the Congress. But we're passing laws. We're passing laws, legislation. We're passing things. And you know what? Every mo- vote matters there mm-hmm. because it's local. Yes. That's your community. Vote.
1: In Oklahoma, something like over 200 laws went into effect as of November 1st. Yeah. Over 200 laws. Some of those laws are anti-LGBT. Some of them because are. Because even though we have are. protections that the Supreme Court just gave us, yeah. there are other areas they can hit you at, and they are going to do it. Don't have victory blindness.
0: Go read Don't Michael it. Signorelli's book. Go read true, it. It's not he over. He called it. He did. It, it victory isn't Victory blindness. The fight is only beginning to be stronger and stronger and stronger exactly
1: and i understand that it takes work and it's an, yep. and you're like i don't want to it's see hard. the bad that's it's happening hard. out there well i don't care if you want to see it or you don't want to see it the fact is it's out there and it's affecting you yes. so if you don't take an active role in your own life someone else will do it for you absolutely and they're taking an active role in your life
0: because for them it matters that you don't have rights, and yes. I, just like we were talking about, America is what forty seventh. If you if you look at a conservative <sighs> I'm on actually freedom interested. scale, I'm very interested. Yes,
1: I want to see his documentary. Uh,
0: so much for the land of the free, and it's true because you know people love to say, "Well, we're th- the freest country ever," but you're really? not giving people freedom to marry each Here's other. that's the, a, that is a basic.
1: And basic. like we were saying, we say that, but do we? We say that out of habit, don't we? Not because we know if we actually are. Most of us don't understand what our rights are. No, A lot absolutely of people didn't not. understand what we were fighting for as an LGBT movement when we asked for our equal rights. They didn't understand that in a lot of states, I can't, if my partner's lying in the hospital, I can legally be turned away and not... Allowed to go in and see my partner. There are states where this is happening. Equal rights means everybody has the right as everybody else, and you can be yeah. Yeah. Kim Davis or Sweet Cakes by Melissa. You can be yeah. The fact exactly. is, you're trying to take away rights, and you want more rights than me. You're looking for special rights. I'm looking for equal rights. That's exactly right.
0: You know what? This is the end of our show. That is all we have time <laughs> it's for. Done. But it we got you. passionate it and uh, join us next week. We will continue on with this passion.